As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody, welcome into another edition of Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. He is a fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, serving you here in the Scottsdale area. You can check him out online at pelotoncapital.com. That is pelotoncapital.com. You can also just give Charles a call. If you've got questions or concerns, before you take any action, you should always check with a qualified professional like Charles. And you can reach out to him at 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. Charles, my friend, good to talk to you again. How you been? I have been good, Mark. It's getting hot here in the Valley, as everybody that's listening to this here knows already. So uh, <laughs> that's okay. I don't mind. I know I'm not the only sweaty guy in town. So. Uh, yeah, I like that. Not the only sweaty person. Well, you know what? It gets this hot. It is what it is, right? You just have to, you know it's yep. coming, so you just brace yep. and do the best you can. Well, let's, right. uh, let's dive into our podcast this week. And I wanted to ask you about uh, a couple of things. Are you familiar with the SECURE Act of 2019 that has gone through the House? And Congress is now sitting on this. And part of there's a lot of different things that are going to go into this SECURE Act, which is going to add some things for uh, retirees and pre-retirees. One piece of that is that Congress is looking at raising the RMD age from 70 and a half to 72. And actually, they have another act called the uh, I think it's the Reza Act that might even push that to 75. But my general question is, what do you think? Do you think moving this number back, this age back for RMDs is a good thing? Yeah, absolutely. And you asked the question, was I aware of this? Yes. Come on. I, I, of course I'm aware I knew of this. you were, but I was trying to play yeah. devil's advocate That's for it. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> the required minimum distribution, which is what the RMD is all about, has right. always been 70 and a half, which is kind of a goofy age. If they move it back to 72, <laughs> right. and as you mentioned, they're also thinking about even pushing it further into the future, into you know, out farther age-wise. I think it's great. I mean, people are working longer. People don't always need their required minimum distribution or they don't want to take it. Mm-hmm. They can continue to contribute if they're still working. I think it's a positive. It gives you a choice. You're not required to do anything. You can always take money out earlier. Right. But we have we have clients all the time that we're talking to and giving them some strategies for reducing the required minimum distribution that they might have to be taking and certainly in some instances even completely eliminating it for them just by the way you can you know if you start planning far enough ahead of time it's easy it's not easy to do but you you can really make a significant difference in the amount of money that you're going to end up paying the government that you have to pay them now because all those dollars that went into an ira or a 401k we're all pre-tax dollars, mm-hmm, right. so now they want their pound of flesh. But if you can postpone that further into the future, we think it's a great idea. I mean, there are there are circumstances. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that? Like I said, you can always take it if you need it. But True. if you don't need it and don't want it, why am I required to do it? And every year that you get a year older, you have to take a little bigger bigger percentage out of your IRA or your 401k plan. So 
you know, you got to skip the taxes in the beginning. You got to defer those till right, somewhere right. down the line. But now you get to pay because the government likes it when you pay them. Well, you know, and some people, I guess, have made the argument that you know it's only going back a year and a half, really. I guess if you look at it from that standpoint to the 72, so maybe that's where the 75 is coming into play. Who knows? But that gives you a little bit more time. So interesting. So we'll see how that happens or how that shakes out. It still has to obviously be passed, and there could be some, I guess, some blending of the SECURE Act and their RESA Act as possible. So we'll see how that goes. But like I said, it's gone through the are House. You, are you saying that all the stuff, all the good ideas that come out of Congress <laughs> aren't necessarily <laughs> cut and dry right from the get-go? Come on. I mean, crazy, right? Who would have thought that? Yeah. Hey, yeah, we elect them, we get them. So yeah, what, this is know, true. This, well, this to me happens to be a really good idea, and I don't say that very often about what goes on back there. So. Very true, very true. Well, all right, well let's let's continue on <laughs> with our conversation today, and let's talk about four hundred one ks. Really, let's talk about exposing some weaknesses to those. That's going to be our main topic point here today on the podcast. You know, the four hundred one k is a powerful retirement savings tool. We know that, but it is not perfect. So let's talk about some of the weaknesses that you should be aware of, Charles whether it's a 401k or any of the alphabet soup, the 403b or the TSP or the 457? Well, yeah, this is one of those subjects that people have a tendency to sort of kind of take for granted and don't overthink it too terribly much. Okay. And in lots of instances, if you use it correctly, it's a dynamic retirement planning tool as far as being able to put dollars away. Lots of times people don't know how much money they can put away in it. It's usually oftentimes more than you think it is. But Internally, inside any kind of a 401k, somewhere along the line, there's administrative costs to this. It, it's, it's complicated to run, to be honest, and typically employers will pay for it. And sometimes the employee has to kick in some of those costs of administration because there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes to make sure that everything that, that you're putting in and the company's potentially matching for you all gets accounted for properly. So there's administrative costs. And sometimes they can be significant. The smaller the plan, the bigger the percentage of those dollars going in ends up being spent on administrative costs. That's one big thing. Mutual funds are by far the primary choice inside a 401k. And I've seen hundreds of 401k plans over my career. And I can tell you 10 funds that are always going to be in there. I mean, because that's what everybody picks. It's the same thing. It's very vanilla. It's not very creative. And that's not to say that it's necessarily bad, but there isn't anything that's special about them because they have a tendency to all gravitate towards the same stuff, which is just kind of, if you do like everybody else is doing, then you're never going to get in trouble. But, you know, it's just, it's mutual funds. And even with those mutual funds, you've got you know, large cap funds, mid cap funds, small cap funds, which is just based on the different sizes of the companies that they invest in. You'll have a little bit of international and you'll have a bond fund choice or two. And I'll tell you what, if you had 20 funds in your 401k to pick from, I can almost guarantee you that at least 12 of them are going to be large cap funds because that's just the way they all work. This kind of herd mentality of the way everybody runs their 401k plan because they're playing it safe. And that's okay because they have a tremendous amount of liability potentially if they screw it up for the participants in the plan. And you've got some subpar conservative investments. There's nothing in there that's very creative. And again, maybe that's because they want to just play it safe. If you have a values-based investing philosophy where you know you want to do a socially conscious investment choice, there are very few and far between in this. So you know, 
It's not the worst idea in the world of 401k, but it's in some respects, it's not always the best idea. And people don't utilize it to its full capacity. But I'm going to raise a question okay. uh, here. And that is, what if you could, Mark, get out of your 401k plan at any age you wanted to? Not okay. having to change jobs, not having to retire, nothing else. I want out of my 401k plan because I don't like, you know, I mean, we just laid out a few of the little negatives of some of these plants. What, right. if, I could, what if you could get out of it completely, not have to pay any tax by transferring it out, not be penalized for it, and still be able, because you just want to move it out and do something different with it, but I don't want to stop contributing to my 401k plan, and I don't want to lose the company match if there is one. Do you know if you can do that? I do not. Can we do that? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. There's a program that we've discovered that is completely legal. It's in ERISA law that you can go through the process of, it, it would almost be like you stopped working for that company and you rolled your plan over. It's a little right. bit different from that because okay. you don't have to stop, but you can take all the dollars out. And if you want to go into an investment that has absolutely no risk, you can do that. You're, really? You know, there's, there's two caveats. There's two caveats to it. Okay. One of them is it has to be an ERISA-governed plan, which all 401ks are. Okay. And you have to be married. Huh. So in ERISA law, there's this, it's not a loophole. It's just the details of ERISA allow you to do that. And basically, nobody knows about it. Wow. So some creative, I just, I just stumbled onto something a few months ago and we've been doing a lot of research on it. And this is the first time I've ever really talked about it publicly. You can do that. You can get out, you can take those dollars off and, you know, don't just take them out and spend them and get taxed on them. <laughs> right, right, right. Invest the way you want to invest without the limitations and some of these weaknesses that we were just talking about with the 401k plan. So it's a brand new process. It's a new program that we've got. It's a legal process. So we're working hand in hand with an attorney that is a, you know, has a lot of experience in doing this kind of thing. And we're kind of excited about it. So it's, you know, is, is it for everybody? Oh, my goodness, no. But if it's something that you want to do that you think, well, I'd at least like to know what the heck it's all about, give us a call. Because like I say, it's brand new. This is the first time that I've talked about this publicly at all. So you're in on a scoop, Mark. Man, you're in I, on a scoop. I got the scoop. So, and I'm, I'll be curious to learn more about this. I'm sure we'll talk about this more as you continue to develop and learn things on the podcast. But yeah, yeah. to Charles's point, if you have some questions or you're interested in chatting about it, give him a jingle. 480-513-1830. 480-513-1830. Give them a call at Peloton Capital Management and talk with them about that. And yeah, very interesting. So I'll be curious to learn more about this as we go. And I think that's going to cover it for our main topic this week, but we'll definitely uh, circle back around on that. And before we go, let's take a quick email question, Charles, from Angie over in Carefree, okay? Sure. Perfect. She, yeah, she's got a pretty simple question for you. She says, I haven't found a long-term care policy that I like. Are they all this expensive? <laughs> Cutting to the point. <laughs> well, that's right. That's a great question. Let me spin it around and say expensive compared to what? Okay. Because it could be a lot less expensive than having to pay out of pocket for long-term care. What we always want to do with folks is it's going to depend on exactly what you're looking for. You know, how do you define the long-term care that you might want to have? There's several different options the way you do it. There's the old traditional long-term care policy. There's new stuff. There's several different hybrid kinds of policies now that act you know, if it, the old saying, if it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Well, you can do that with life insurance. You can do that with, with annuities. You can have riders on these new other insurance kinds of, of investments 
where they will provide long-term care-like benefits. It's not traditional long-term care insurance. And so it really becomes incumbent upon what are you exactly looking to do? What are you looking to solve for? And can you match up something where you don't have to, you know, you don't have to put dollars in and if you never use them up, that you lose them. And that's been the big knock on long-term care for a long time. If you don't use it, you lose it. There's other things that are out there now. So, you know, you need to talk to somebody that knows what some of these other alternatives are. And I think you'll find in some instances, you can just drop a chunk of dollars in there. And again, if you never need long-term care, the dollars are still yours and they'll grow into the future. So it's a different world in the long-term care world. So if you've just been looking at the old-fashioned stuff, Angie, I mean, talk to anybody that understands what I'm talking about, and they will share with you a whole bunch of you know new ways of potentially solving that problem. All right, Angie. Well, thank you so much for submitting that question. We certainly appreciate it. And again, thanks for listening to the podcast. This is Financial Choices Matter. We try to keep these uh, kind of short and sweet, some bite-sized information nuggets, if you will. And if you've got questions or concerns, again, before you take any action, uh, we were talking about 401ks today. Don't just go stop or pull things out or whatever. Always make sure you talk to a qualified professional. But if you have more questions and concerns, especially about on this scoop that Charles gave us here this week on the uh, podcast, give him a jingle at 480 1830. That is 480-513-1830. Charles Scott is a fiduciary advisor. Uh, if I can say that word, right? Let's try that again. Charles Scott is a fiduciary <laughs> advisor at Peloton Capital Management. Charles, my friend, thank you so much for your time here on uh, Financial Choices Matter. And I'll see you next time. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. Folks, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time here on Financial Choices Matter. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.